attention won't be no Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's your boy Downtown Boozy back at it again, finally, with another great episode. Episode 10, brought to you by Black and Gold Productions, LLC. What up, what up? And uh, another solo dolo, sorry for the uh, little bit of a hiatus, uh, mental shit, and then sick and, you know, Shit happens, but your boy's back. I meant to record earlier this week and just uh, wasn't feeling great. So, you know, had to do what's best for your boy. Had to uh, relax and um, wait till the shit goes away. It's not fully away, but here we are drinking it away because drinking cures everything or as I like to think, regardless what my therapist tells me. But no, joking, not really. But here we are. Uh, episode 10, episode 10, milestone for your boy, not a big deal, episode 10, 10 fucking episodes, and not only am I buzzing, literally and figuratively, um, but the Bruins are buzzing, baby, not, not only are they on top of the Atlantic, they are on top of the whole fucking league right now, let me tell you, the Bruins even have a game in hand with Vegas, and they're still two points ahead of them. Uh, they're two points ahead of New Jersey right now. I mean, the boys are fucking ten and zero at home. Line is all Marcant. I mean, he's playing on fucking rookie mode. I mean, holy shit! What more else can we say about this team? And the team's looking fucking phenomenal right now. And I just love um, where where this is going right now because just it's all it's all good vibes, baby. It's all good vibes, and it's hard to. I, I said it earlier. Um, this season, or I think it was right before the season, I had my boy Mike Sullivan on, um, and we were talking about, like, something feels different about this team, just, I don't know, I I don't know what it is, just something felt different the moment that Monty was signed, basically, and some of the moves that were made this offseason and whatnot, and yeah, we were all worried about where the Bruins are going to be and how they're going to do when without Marshy and without McAvoy and they come right in and like they came back what a month earlier than expected or a few weeks at least Marshy did uh, a few weeks earlier than anticipated for our boy McAvoy McAvoy comes in and gets the game winner right away first goal first game of the season not a big fucking deal Man, does he look fucking great. It looks like he hasn't even skipped a fucking beat, this guy. Let me tell you. And holy shit, sorry, I'm dropping a lot of F-bombs. I'm highly caffeinated. I'm highly alcohol-inated. We'll go with that one. And uh, we're just having a good time on Friday night, baby. Well, Friday night, we're talking Bruins hockey. So buckle up, enjoy the ride, because we're going to have fun for the next 30 or 40 minutes. And this won't be too long of an episode. And I know I have a lot to catch up on, because I've, you know, basically haven't recorded in like a week and a half. But uh, I plan on uh, putting out another one recording Tuesday as well if schedules align because I I do want to get another one out before the holiday so you guys can maybe enjoy one or two episodes if you're on the road visiting family for Thanksgiving. The Bruins are buzzing. The Bruins are fucking buzzing and McAvoy looks like he hasn't missed any fucking games. Marshy, we've already talked about Marshy. He's, He's on an absolute heater right now and his team... It feels like they can do no wrong. I mean, for Christ's sake, last night they played the Philadelphia Frauds, or some people like to call them the Flyers. 
but they play the Philadelphia frauds and they come out flat and they still win four to one. I mean, this team, like I said, can do no wrong. And who gets the first fucking goal? No stick quietly riding a four point four game point streak. Yeah, there we go. Boosie pat on the back for that. Not a big deal. And it's just this team, man. It, something is in the air with this team, man. I'm telling you, and I don't know what it is. It could could it be Elias Lindholm, Elias Norris. Maybe maybe he should legally change his last name to Norris because this guy is having a hell of a year. He's on pace to crush his season career highs. Um, I had the tweet somewhere here. I saw someone uh, tweeted out the other day about his career highs and how close he is to beating it already it's the guy is playing talk about a guy who's already playing on rookie mode this dude this dude's having a hell of a year i mean he he held he got the secondary assist on no six goal last night but that play that whole play happened because of him this guy is on an unreal tear right now and our boy jacob zaboro got his first career goal the other night too i mean it's just like everything's clicking for this team how many different goal scorers are we at this point I think everyone scored right. Oh, no, besides Strawman, if you want to count him. But it's just, it's been an unreal start for this team. And I'm not exaggerating, but I mean, I'm exaggerating. Yeah, but I genuinely feel this going into every fucking game. And granted, like, I, I was nervous last night going playing against Philly because they are a tough team. Torch demands a lot from his team. And they're coming off a little bit of a, what, three or four day layoff. So it, 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 was, it was a long time since the Bruins last played, it felt like. And I was worried. I know they were at home and all Mark was in that. I felt good about that. But I, and you kind of saw it. The boys came out flat. Um, looked like they were shaking off some of the rust. So it's, you know, it, but the boys didn't come out like they, how they usually do come out. And granted, they... Woke up after that. They had an okay second period, pretty good, or okay to good second period. And then all around, they just kind of closed it out and did their job. And that's what you want to see. And I will say one thing that, and I'll touch on this real quick. I'm kind of, I'm I'm not going to go order by order here this episode. I'm going to basically come what's to mind and talk about this Bruins team over the last week and a half because I'm fucking loving this team, guys. But... It's just, it feels like, all right. So let, let's, because I want to get, I want to get to Monty too, because this guy. Oh, let's talk about Monty. This, this is a coach that is a player's coach, but he knows how to like ride that line. It feels like he's not too friendly. He's not overly friendly, but he knows. You know, if you've watched behind the B, and I'll touch on that real soon. But if you watch behind the B, you listen to his press conferences. The guy just. He's he's a great guy and he's having fun. This is a coach that's having fun. Not saying that Cassidy didn't have fun. I mean, how can you not have fun when you're making a shit ton of money coaching, you know, an original six team and just great facilities. You're living in Boston or out just outside of Boston. Like, how can you just not have fun in that? But Monty, uh, he's getting a second chance and he's enjoying every second of it. This is a guy where. I'm extremely happy for him, and I've said it in previous episodes. I'm extremely happy for this guy because he not only is he getting his second chance, but he's embracing it. You can tell this guy, this guy, the way he goes about his day-to-day, not just game days, but after practices and stuff, this is a guy who 
it looks like he goes into every day, wakes up every day and knows because of what it did happen to him. Granted, he fixed his problems and he, he bettered himself, but he, he, he looks like the kind of guy or seems like the kind of guy that goes into every day, wakes up every day, kisses his wife, kisses his kids, uh, hugs him goodbye and whatnot. See you in a bit because this guy who's not taking anything for granted at this point, not saying he was doing that before. I didn't know much about Monty before paid too close attention to him before, but this is a guy who got a second chance and he's embracing it and he's doing everything that he can do to enjoy the moment, but also do his job and be professional as well. This guy is just a hell of a guy and I'm not only just the players am I happy for, but who am I happiest for the most? Monty. I, how do you not love a guy like Monty? This dude is so likable between his press conferences and everything else. And um, he's just an all-around great guy, and I couldn't be happier for him. And it kind of brings me to this next part I want to talk about because I've, I've, I'm finally caught up on Behind the Bee this season. Uh, it's been a fun watch, obviously, because the Bruins are fucking 15-2. and two. How can you not love what's going on right now and be looking for and be looking forward to behind the B and see what's going on. But, um, this dude, like you can tell the moment he signed with the team and he came into the locker room and Krejci coming back and Bergeron coming back. And Bergeron's also saying like, it's not his, he's not closing the door just yet on saying this is his last ride. Okay, I kind of forget where I was because I had to drain the vein. The boy broke the seal and he is fucked. But thank God I had it as I open up another beer. Let me let me lubricate the throat. Oh, baby. Happy Friday, y'all. So, where was I? I forget, but I'm finally caught up behind the bee, right? And I know, I, I, th- I, think, th- I think I know what I said. Krejci, Bergeron came back and Berge, yeah, Bergeron didn't say didn't necessarily close the door just yet after this season. Uh, and since Monty's back, like you can tell the boys are more loose. Allmark, a season under his belt. He's finally, it looks like he settled in and my, me and my boy, Mark Allred, what up, baby? Um, we said, we called it. We were like, we we said the first episode, I think, well, not the first episode, but the last episode I recorded before the season started the the um what do you call it what do you call it regular season there you go boosie give yourself another pat on the back and um we called him he he's gonna have a hell of a year we said it not a big deal humble brag and we said that he's probably gonna win seventh player he was our prediction for seventh player award and holy shit not only seventh player award benza vizina however the fuck you want to say it i mean this guy MVP, I mean, Jesus Christ, this guy's playing on freaking rookie mode. But anyways, the locker room just watching behind the B, and I if you don't watch behind the B or if you haven't yet, you can find it on YouTube as well. But it's, they do a great job over there. They do a great job at, with behind the B. Um, I think one of the main guys is Penzi. I, I don't know his real name. I follow him on Instagram and uh, Twitter and all that. But I think his real he. He goes by like Penzi or something like that. He's one of the main guys, but they do a great job with it. They really do. And you get to capture a lot in 30 minutes between what a week or two, however much they try to jam or how often it comes out. But you can tell 
something is in the air in this locker room with the boys. The they're they just seem more relaxed. I I feel like maybe with maybe with uh, Cassidy's harsh demeanor and Hardo kind of approach where he wasn't necessarily a player's coach and uh, he had his own ways of doing so and calling people out in the media and all that. And obviously, you know the whole story with that. But I think it's a breath of fresh air for these guys, and especially a guy like Jake DeBrusque who had another power play goal last night and he's having a hell of a year. Um, never mind that Lindholm. I mean, this Lindholm fucking deal is looking better and better every single second of the day, not just game every single second of the day. This guy is going to be a fucking stud and I'm pumped because it takes a huge load management off of McAvoy where McAvoy was probably anxious at the time when he found out that he was going to be out some time because he's like, shit, I'm the guy I like this could really screw over my team to start the season. Yada, yada, yada. But nope, Lindholm. Looking like the fucking stud he is, as advertised, if not more, baby. And you fucking love to see that. I would make that trade 10 times out of 10. And I was for that trade when it happened. Yeah, I was bummed that we had to trade a first-round pick and whatnot because we already had to trade a former first-round pick in Vakaninen, who's not having a great year over there. But I hope he does thrive because I wish nothing but the best for a guy like that uh, because he never really got a fair shot here and he dealt with concussions and whatnot. But Lindholm's looking great. This locker room, man, it's just something different. And uh, one thing that I really like about Monty, one thing I really like about him is that he's not scared to show emotion. I mean, he'll get mad. Yeah, I haven't seen him too mad that often this season because, I mean, what's there to be mad about? Even the game where what was it, 7-5, you were like still in it almost the whole way. And then Toronto game, we don't have to talk about that, but they're fucking losers anyways. But Monty, man, he gets excited over goals. And I think there's a video that you saw him behind the beat. The Bruins got an overtime goal, or I think it was an overtime goal. It was some, I th- I believe it was an overtime win, or maybe might have been shootout. I forget, but he was fucking jacked up. And I saw that video. I, I, I stood up. I looked at the closest ball near me, and I ran right through it. And <laughs> Chris Kelly is right there, and he's just like, yeah, he's like, I've been there before. Like, Chris Kelly, I mean, this is a dude. I I don't blame him for not getting fucking jacked up for that. I mean, maybe inside he did, but holding back the emotions because this is a guy who's been through hell and back and uh, reminiscing on the 2011, reminiscing on the 2011 team. I mean, Jesus Christ, what a fucking team. You want to talk about boner fuel. And, of course, our boy Lucic is with Nady Horton today. Game seven, round one. Hero, not a big deal. Carey Price, that's your daddy. And uh, it's just, I don't know. Back to what I was saying, though. This team is just, something is in the air, baby. These boys are happy. One thing I am worried about, Pasta's not signed yet. And every single game he plays, he just gets more expensive because he's having a hell of a year. The boys are having a hell of a year. It's just, it's a great time to be a Bruins fan, let me tell you. And we're, and people are in my fucking mentions the other day saying, oh, this team's old, this team's old. Fuck you. Fuck you, the standings say otherwise, bitch. You little bitch. I mean, you got Lindholm, second on the team in points. He's averaging just over a point in a game. He's got 18 points in 17 games. Pasternak, I mean, Pasternak's Pasternak. He's got 26 points in 17 games. Lindholm's plus minus 
this season is plus 20 right now. This guy's an absolute stud. And you want to talk about absolute studs who has made me look like a complete jackass this season along with many of you because, granted, we're 17 games in. I want to give it 25 games. 25 games is the mark for me before I really eat crow because if we reach the 25-game mark here and this dude is continuously making me eat crow still, I'm going to dedicate a whole fucking episode to Connor Clifton. And I'm going to apologize to him. And I, I'm just, I'm, I'll try to get him on. Probably not if, if he listens to me. But Connor fucking Clifton, man. This guy's making me eating crow left and right and right up my fucking hoop. This guy's having a hell of a year. Two goals on the season. Um, and he's just late. I mean, he's got such a heavy body. And I saw a video where he, he said his favorite player growing up was Scott Stevens. It makes sense now, dude. The dude fucking laid out Lucic. You know what's funny? What, what, not late. He laid a fucking massive hit on Lucic. And Lucic is a thick boy. And, um, yeah, he's got eight points in 17 games. He's a plus 10 right now. And I think he's, yeah, he's got 22 pims. You love to see that. Guy's got grit. The guy's got balls. The guy's got heart. And he's shutting me up and I'm all for it because I've always said as long as he shuts me up that means the boys are playing good and you've noticed when Connor Clifton plays some of his best hockey because him and Derek Forbert were buzzing together and it sucks that Derek Forbert's hurt and I'm not going to touch on that broken finger surgery you guys know the deal by now I know I'm a little late on that nothing breaking there but um Connor Clifton man you saw when he hit Lucic the other night <laughs> he kind of looked back twice like Oh, shit, is this fucker going to get me? Because I love you, Luch, but you're known to jump some guys, you know, a little bit, get a little bit dirty. I mean, I'm all for it, buddy. I'm all for it. I'm not going to hate you for it because if you're on my team, I would defend it. You were on my team at one point, but if you're on my team, yeah, that's right. My fucking team. You hear that, Jacobs? Um, you, I, I, I would, I, and I would still take this to the grave. I would die for you, buddy. I would die for you. Um, not for that contract, though. But it's just that that was great. Like him having the fucking because I feel like a lot of players in the league and maybe like say Grizzlick was in that position and he saw Lucic, he would maybe give him a little bump just to get him a little bit off balance. But Clifton, Clifton wants to put his shoulder through that dude's chest. He doesn't care who it is. He doesn't care if it's Milan Lucic because if Connor Clifton, you put it, you give him a little truth serum, serum, serum. There you go, Boosie. Give yourself another pat on the back. Give him a little truth serum. The dude's going to say he was scared shitless after he hit him. Because Lucic is a scary boy. He's a big boy. That's a lot of weight. That's a lot of muscle coming at you hard and fast. Fast and hard. That's what she said. And, um, yeah, it's just, man. Man, I love this team. Woo! I just get so fucking happy thinking about this team. Um... Kind of miss podcasting to be honest too, but this team, man, this team. What can I say, baby? All things are clicking, and it's a great time to be a Bruins fan because you can't pick out one bad player, like one bad thing about this team, especially now that Stonika's gone. Ah ha ha! But Swayman came back last night too. He backed he backed up uh, Ollie. He's going to start Saturday against the Blackhawks. And he hyperextended his knee with like a weird collision with our boy Bergery, Bergery, aka Daddy, and um, it was just a weird, awkward injury. And 
and it happens. It happens. It's it's a physical sport, dude. But he uh, weird injury. He you know he did what he had to do. Talk and let's let's also talk about Felino fucking having his wife. His wife just making him a shit ton of food and like making sure he's happy and like and content and all that because that was that was I can't remember everything, but that was his first. Injury, right? Like missing time and whatnot. So he's probably and Felino just being the legend that he is. Never mind that he's having that fucking hell of a season too, and I'm so fucking happy for that guy. But he, like, he just knows, like, oh, this guy's probably going to be anxious. He's probably going to like not know what to do because he's going to be missing the boys. Because for all he knows, all he knows is are the boys. Like that's all he knows. So you know, like what. Uh, it, it he knew that he was in a tough position and he's probably been there before too. So he he just he just gets it, and, and you love that about Felino. But Swayman he he rehabbed the injury. He came back, and I'm excited to see what he can do against the Blackhawks, a struggling Blackhawks team. Rightfully so, they fucking suck and they deserve whatever's coming for them. Those pieces of shit. It's just, I I hope that I hope that Swayman can find his game again and let's not I shouldn't say fine maintain his game because he found his game right before the injury he was fucking phenomenal I think am I remembering I could be remembering incorrectly um I want to say yeah right it's it feels like it's been so long um in I'll touch on this too while we're on the goalies right after, but no, he, I think he played, had one great game. I think he had one great game. Um, yeah, so he obviously, yeah, I'm trying to think. The Arizona game didn't, yeah, the Detroit game. The Detroit game, the Detroit game, he looked phenomenal. And then, he came. Allmark started. Yeah, Allmark started the Pittsburgh game. Sorry, I'm a little f- far away from my mic. Allmark started the Pittsburgh game, and then he got pulled. Swayman came in. Uh, I don't think he. Yeah, he just faced four shots and saved them all. And then he. That's when he got hurt. And yeah. Okay. So all right, I get it now. So yeah. So he, after that, from that Detroit game on, basically, that's when he was starting to look really good because he came in uh, in the Pittsburgh game for Allmark before he got hurt, and he looked good, and everything looked like, it looked like we had our 1A, 1B situation again. Uh, And then he got hurt, obviously, and shit happened. So thankfully, he's going against a team that is not very good. Yeah, he's got to go against Patty Kane. He's got to go against Patty Kane and Taves and whatnot, but... That's a team I feel like that should just be tanking for Bedard if they're not already. And I'm excited to see what he can do because I, I just think you need that two-headed monster on the back end right there because things are clicking for the team. And granted, 5-on-5 five five hasn't looked too good. The power play is starting to look better, which is which is encouraging. 5-on-5 uh, five five play has slowed down a little bit with Bergeron's line. I should, I should say maybe even the top six, but... Uh, Zach is having a hell of a year. I'm, I know I'm kind of all over the map because I'm just thinking of random players coming to my mind. But I'm excited for Swayman to come back. Omar is, I mean, what's um, 
Allmark, I think Allmark technically, yeah, Allmark technically got credit for credit for a loss. I forget who that was against, but he's twelve and one on the season. He's already played fourteen games. Uh, you want to see more? So at this point, at this point in the season, you probably want to see him fifty to fifty two, fifty three, maybe fifty four. Let's say fifty to fifty five games at this point, because you don't want him to sit for too long, um, and you do. You don't want to see him play sixty or seventy games because I mean, granted, you're not going to see that, but you don't want to. You don't want to see him play sixty games and then have to ride this team for the playoffs. It's you. You kind of see what it does to uh, goalies now. There's very there's very few goalies who can pull that off and manage that. And obviously, there's not many Vasilevskis. I feel like there's no Vasilevskis. That guy is just a fucking horse and he's a stud. Got to lube the throat. Oh. Gets better every set, baby. But Allmark having a hell of a season. 12-1 on the season. 9.37 save percentage. Uh, 1.89 goals against average. You want to talk about another start? Keith Kincaid gets the call up. He has his one start. He has his one start of the season. Uh, I think he backed up two or three games. Um, and he... Who the fuck did he play against again? Who? Holy shit! I'm blanking. I'm blanking. Someone. God, this is one I could really use a goal. Oh Jesus! Co-host Buffalo. Buffalo. I was about to get hit with fucking four to six feet of snow. Those poor fucking bastards. But Buffalo beat them three to one. Had a hell of a night. Uh, saved thirty shots of thirty one. He saved 30 shots on 31 that he faced, and he just looked like a fucking brick wall that night. And he at that that was a bad game for the Bruins. They did not look too good, and he it looked like he was the only one who wanted to fucking play. So good thing he showed up to start that game because the Bruins slowly came alive that game, uh, and I'm happy for him. Like a true veteran, um, he just. He looked good, and he got sent back down to Providence, um, obviously. And I think, so right now it's just four-board. I think the word on the street is there. We'll, I'll get into that in a little bit. Word on the street, though, is that um, Riley wants out. He's kind of the odd man now, and you actually, I'll just talk about it right now. Riley got sent down to Providence. He's actually going to be playing in his first game with Providence tonight, Friday night, um, or Saturday, one or the other, and uh, he's a guy who's kind of just waiting for a trade, and I quote tweeted something the other day because the, the um, what the fuck do you want to call them, the motherfucking Ottawa Senators, they're, they're hurting on the back end real bad, that's where we got him from, that's where he was playing last before the Bruins, and Hey, it just makes sense. They got the cap space. They got the cap space. He wants to play in the NHL. Oh, you motherfucker. He wants to play in the NHL. And we don't want his salary cap hit. And you know what? It sucks, too, because I, you got, I, and Grizzik has kind of shut me up, too, because he's looked okay, pretty good, I would say, since coming back from that injury. He, uh, 
I, I, I'm just a big Mike Riley guy over – I mean, I'm kind of changing my stand here, but I was a big Mike Riley guy over Grizzlick. I, You know, they kind of have similar contracts. I liked Mike Riley because he was a little bit bigger. He wasn't scared to kind of jump up in the play and try to make shit happen, where Grizzlick was – Grizzlick still is a little bit hesitant, and that's just kind of how he is. But he's a phenomenal skater. He's undersized. Um, average height, five nine. Average height, guys, ladies, Jesus. But yeah, it just makes sense at this point because Grizzlick is playing pretty good. Obviously, you're not going to trade away Strawman, and that doesn't even clear enough cap space anyway. So you you need right-handed shots anyways, as it is. So it it makes sense, and I hope that he does find a home. I hope that he gets traded soon because you do have to clear cap space before Forbert gets back. I think I'm not sure how much more time he's projected to miss. But another guy who's kind of the odd man out as a lately, not kind of, is the odd man out as a lately, is Craig Smith in that cap hit. That's a cap hit that you can afford to miss out on, uh, not miss out on, afford to get rid that's a cap hit you need to get rid of. Holy shit, Boosie. Don't ever pat yourself on the back tonight. Ever again tonight. There you go, Boosie. Um, that's a cap hit you need gone because he's not really bringing much to the table. He kind of just looks like he's he has that nagging injury still. It looks like something might still be bothering him. It's kind of hard to tell because his play dipped last season and then when they were eliminated um when they were eliminated and they did their postseason interviews he's like yeah no injuries i i feel fine yada yada yada. it was a little bit concerning because his play really dipped and i love the way he plays because he plays hard every single shift he doesn't take a shift off but he just looks like he's slowing down it looks like something's bothering him he just doesn't look like the smitty of old and it's a little bit concerning because that's a big cap hit that you need to you need to clear uh you can't between him and between him and riley together that's six mil basically just over six mil you need to clear at least half that so you can get four board back and then you can be all guns blazing right then and there baby fucking why they make this fucking cable wire so fucking long but Great time to be a Bruins fan, as I said. Great time to be a Bruins fan. Um, I thought I saw a tweet earlier from Fluto. Fluto. Nah, nothing on him. But anyways, back. Oh, 51 fucking emails. But back to where I was. I want to touch on Big Dick Nick, Uncle Nick, Felino. We're both uncles. I don't even know if he really is an uncle. I'm assuming he is, but this guy. Good for you, buddy. Good for you. I am so fucking I've said earlier this episode, I'm so fucking happy for this guy. Like how how can you just not be happy for this guy? Yeah, the contract sucks. It is what it is, but sometimes you gotta eat crow on it. And if he keeps playing like this, yeah, sure. We, you know, was the contract worth it in the end? If they win the Stanley Cup this year, knock on fucking wood, baby, um, then yeah, it was. But th- it the contract doesn't look as bad as it did last year. That, that's for sure. Let's put it that way. Um, but I'm happy for him because when he's not on the score sheet, you notice him out on the ice. Every shift you've noticed him out on the ice. He has not had a bad game yet. 
he just hasn't. And he's done everything right. He, I think he's averaging right around 12 minutes a game, maybe a little bit more, give or take a minute or two. Um, but he's doing everything he needs to do. I think he finally realized his role. I Well, I, he knew his role, but I think he's really embracing it this season because not only that, it's a contract year for him too. If he wants to continue playing after the season, it's kind of, and if he does, if he doesn't retire after the season, it's kind of, it is gonna kind of suck to see him go because I really like the way he's been playing, and he's just gonna guys like that are replaceable, unfortunately. But you can't replace guys like that in the locker room and what they do. And I already talked about what he did for Swayman, and him and his wife made a bunch of food for him, sent it over, and all that. But just making guys feel like at home. He got his boy Alaku. Uh, his first goal, first career uh, goal, and you saw Uncle Nick in that picture, photo bombing, happy as hell for him, and you just love to hear and see things like that. And this locker room, like I already said, man, it just feels different from watching behind the B last year to this year. And I know there's only a few episodes, and we're a little over a month into or a month into the season. What's the fucking date? Yeah, just about a month, a little over a month into the season. And it just has a different feel in the air, baby. Watching behind the B this year compared to last year, if you want to go back to the first, what, three or four episodes of behind the B last year versus this year, it just feels different. It feels different. Um, and if it's it's a fun team. It's a likable team. Not saying they weren't likable last year. How can they not be likable when they have fucking guys like Bergeron on the team? You got Swayman and the goalie hug and all that good stuff. All that fun stuff because it's great for the fans. It's great for it's just great for the team. It lightens the room and it really brings out the best in players because we've all been at jobs or played sports where we feel you, you kind of feel like the new guy or, you know, yeah, let's say that you kind of feel like the new, even if you aren't the new guy, you just kind of feel like the odd man out and it's a little awkward. It's a little timid. I guess you can say you don't really want to like come off as, you know, maybe some, some of them won't understand your humor. Like me for, for fuck's sake, making all these jerk off jokes and basically, um, basically tweeting every time the Bruins score horny. If, if someone who didn't know me just saw, my live tweeting during Bruins games, he'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? This guy should be in the mental institute. And I wouldn't even argue with that. But anyways, you kind of feel like the odd man out and you don't, you aren't your best. You're not doing your best at your job. You're not doing your best on the ice or whatever sport you play. You just, it's always in the back of your mind when you, when you're comfortable and let's, for example, Olmark, dude. Olmark is settled into Boston. He's embracing that contract because I'm sure he heard and read some things last year about people fucking chirping him left and right for his contract. But no one's talking now. Every fucking game, I basically tweet out, where are the fucking haters now? No one wants to get rid of dump that contract now for salary cap space. Hell no, dude. That contract's looking like a fucking steal. And I was... All season long last year, I was all for that. I never backtracked or anything on the Allmark contract. I when when he signed, I thought it was a little bit random. Um, I just because you didn't really hear what who the Bruins were rumored in on and stuff like that. Then the signing kind of came out of nowhere. I was like, okay, I can get behind that. Not terrible, not great, 
Um, but now it's great. <laughs> now it's fucking great. Did I expect him to be this good? Absolutely not. And I hope he continues it. Knock on wood, obviously for the Bruins' sake, because that you know then then who the fuck's gonna beat you if Allmark keeps this shit up? He's he's a guy who's comfortable, settled in, and he's playing some of his best hockey. I think last year he even played a career high as well too. He played a career high in starts and whatnot. So uh, you kind of see him with whatever training he did this off season and he's in the right head space. And I think he's just comfortable because you got to remember at the beginning of the last season too, you had, and he didn't really have to worry about it. It was more so Swayman who had to worry about it, but Tuka Rask was originally going to come back and he was going to be the guy for the second half of the season, basically. And then, you know, that was in the back of their minds because all Mark, obviously any athlete wants to be the starter, wants to be the guy. And I'm sure that was in the back of their mind as well. Not only that, it's him having to settle his family into a new city and adjust to that. And I would say Bruins fans are a little bit more rabid and a little bit more aggressive than Buffalo fans. I'm not saying Buffalo fans aren't. I, Buffalo fans are probably great, but they're not selling out every fucking game. The team was bad for years. They still are bad. Um, and the guy just looks comfortable. So... And that's what it feels like with the whole locker room, even with the young guys. And Nosek finally got the monkey off the back. And it seemed like he was gripping his stick a little too tight for the longest time. And he's finally starting to feel comfortable. And this whole team's just clicking. Everything's going right right now. Everyone's comfortable. It looks like everyone's settled into, let's say, the Allmark situation. Everyone's settled into Boston. They know their role. They're comfortable. They know their role. Why don't you just repeat yourself for the rest of the fucking episode, you dipshit? My bad, my bad. He knows his role. They know their roles. They're doing what needs to be done to win games, game by game. You can't look down the road and be like, oh, we have this fucking team 20 games from now. Where will we be in the standings as we were all doing this offseason? Where are the Bruins going to be in the standings come, what's the fucking date today? November 18th. Come November 18th. We were hoping the Bruins were going to tread water. They're doing more than that. They're fucking Michael Phelps this shit right now. Michael Phelpsing. I was going to say Michael Phelpsing, but then my tongue got tied. They're they're Michael Phelpsing this shit right now. Shit's too easy, son. And they're basically putting the league on notice. Fuck around and find out, baby. That gift will never get old. And I will tweet that all fucking season long. And I'm sure they'll cool down. But this is a team going into every fucking night. I just feel like they... They, they can't lose. I'm like so confident and I'm probably, fuck, knock on wood again. I don't want to jinx myself, but I mean, they got the Blackhawks Saturday today as you're listening, hopefully. But they do have a tough schedule coming up. So it's going to be a true test, but the boys are healthy and hopefully uh, Forbort comes back for one of those games because after that, then they're on the road against Tampa. Uh, the Panthers, they come home against the Hurricanes, that Black Friday game, so that'll be a tough one. Hurricanes are buzzing this season, too. Then uh, they got the Lightning at home again, and then the Avalanche, Golden Knights, Avalanche, and then they finally get a little bit of a break with the Coyotes, uh, but then they get the Golden Knights again, and then they get the Islanders who are playing solid and whatnot. So they do have a tough stretch there. They're truly going to be battle-tested there, and that's what we're going to see out of And this is why we need to pray that, all, um, not all, Mark Swayman is, gets back to form real quick and doesn't skip a beat because we're going to need that 1A, 1B situation. We're going to need Lindholm to keep doing what he's doing, baby. And we're going to need the fucking boys to keep doing what they're doing because 
everything's clicking right now. Krejci got two goals last night. He's starting to look a little bit better. He hasn't looked the greatest since coming back from the injury. And some people were like in my tweets about in, in my fucking mentions about this. Like, oh, you're just hating. Dude, I'm not a hater. Everyone fucking sees that he hasn't been playing that good. And I'm not saying he's not going to get back to like he he's just doing a lot of standing around. And I said this at the beginning of the season, like he's looked good, but I feel like he doesn't move his feet enough. And I think he's just starting to at times he's overthinking it and just holding on to the pocket a second too long instead of moving his feet. And because let's be real, like if you're a beer league hero, right. And you go play in a league, right. For a few years, it's like, okay, you get used to it. Then you go play C league for a year and you get used to like, you can just handle the puck right then and there. You don't really have to skate and try and just make plays happen, open up ice for the others like he was doing in the in his motherland last season. And then he comes back to A-League, right? We come back to A-League, and then it's like, okay, I can't really get caught standing around. I don't know, maybe that's a bad comparison, but sometimes it feels like he needs to pinch himself. Since coming back from the injury, let's also note that since coming back from the injury, sometimes it seems like he has to pinch himself and make himself realize that he's back in the NHL, the best league in the fucking world, the hardest league in the fucking world. But he 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 looked good. He had two goals in that play that Zaka made to get him. I think it was his first goal. I don't know. Regardless, that play that Zaka made though. To get Krejci that puck for his, for that goal, holy shit! Talk about a fucking play. Zaka's looked phenomenal. He's on pace for a career year. I feel like at this point, everyone's on pace for a career year, baby. The Bruins can do no wrong, and with that, I'm gonna wrap it up because it's Friday night. Your boy finally feels better, so he's gonna keep pounding bears. But I'll be back. You'll hear me Wednesday morning. Uh, Wednesday morning. Yeah, Wednesday morning because I, I want to get two games under my belt before I talk about the boys again. Um, you, yeah, so we'll be back Wednesday, a new episode Wednesday. And then I'd like to do, I'm, I like I, I keep trying. I keep trying for an episode every, I want to ideally put out an episode every five or six days rather than every week, once a week, whatever. If I can get a good trend and get some host on, co-host on and guest on, whatever. Um, have, have some fun with it because, uh, December is going to be a bitch for me. I, it's just going to be a tight schedule for me, but if I can put out two 40 minute episodes every five or, or put out a 40 minute episode every five to six days and everyone's a fucking happy camper baby because we love hearing me talk about Bruin talking. Just kidding. We don't, I'm not speaking for you guys, but if you do feel that way, you should leave me five stars. Not a big deal. Um, sorry, I kind of rambled on. Let me let me lubricate the. Th- oh, Coors Light! I'm on a Coors Light kick lately, baby. But like I said, that's gonna wrap it up for the show. I'm gonna try to be more persistent. Thank you guys for um, bearing with me. I appreciate everything, and um. Let's get a little bit serious real quick, shall we? No, but I I really appreciate the support from you guys. I appreciate you guys listening and being loyal and loyal listeners and just being good people. I had someone tweet at me again saying, new listener of the show. Um, you know, I really enjoy it, but it's been a little bit since you posted it, posted a new episode. Are you going to post another one soon? 
yada yada yada. Um, it's my boy Steve McKay. Uh, he kind of and thanks thanks Steve for listening. By the way, I appreciate it, man. Um, but luckily luckily for him, I just happened to be recording day when he tweeted at me, baby. But I appreciate you guys showing love and support and you know enjoying it as as we go because it's been a fun ride for the Bruins. That's for sure. It's been a fun ride doing only Bruins, baby. And I keep hoping to plug along. I, I hope by at least halfway, the halfway point of the season, I can find a co-host, have some fun, shoot the shit with someone and whatnot. And again, um, some people have DM'd me to come on and shoot the shit and talk Bruins hockey. Um, a lot's been going on with me. If if I haven't responded to you or reached out to you again, feel free to reach out to me again and ask, figure it out because um, just a lot of moving pieces, a lot going on with work. So bear with me. Hit me up if you want to come on. Let's make it happen. Let's have some fun talking brewing talkie. I mean, can do no wrong there, baby. But... Before I ramble on for too long, I'm starting to get distracted because this quartz light's looking at me in my fat fucking face right now. But thank you guys. I, I really do appreciate the support. I appreciate you guys being patient with me and um, showing some love and all that. And, and lastly, I, I, from the bottom of my heart, it means the world to me that you guys have showed love and donated and shared uh, my November. And I, I should have started off the episode with this because it, I'm sure some of you aren't even listening by now, but I really appreciate the support and the donations that you guys have been um, doing for me and plugging away and, you know, donating your hard earned money and all that. I'm so I'm just over four hundred dollars away from my goal. It means the world to me. I'm I'm really happy because every year I set myself a new goal and I get nervous because I'm like, oh, fuck, like, what if I don't reach it then I'm, I, I feel like I failed myself I feel like a failure I just f- kind of feel shitty and I feel like I get in my own head and I think I disappointed my dad where deep down inside I know I'm not disappointing my dad but I don't know it's just that's what anxiety fucking does to you it makes you spiral but I really do appreciate it we're just over $400 away from uh, the goal and a buddy of mine actually donated me tickets to don't well he donated tickets for the for a good cause um he gave me two balcony tickets. I all I know, I don't know where they are, but all I know is it's where the Bruins shoot twice. The balcony tickets. I can get more details on that. But he donated me two balcony tickets. I tweeted out earlier today at Only Bruins One. You can find that tweet if you screenshot your donation, five dollar minimum donation. You send a screenshot and you could have donated before I posted this too. Any any donation that you've made this year. If you send, if you reply to that tweet with a with a screenshot, um, you are entered for the two tickets, uh, December twenty second against Winnipeg. So, you know, if you if you're just hearing this and you didn't see the tweet, go to my page, retweet it, reply to it, and set, show me your screenshot, and we will, you know, hopefully, hopefully we get a good amount of donations so people can 
so people can um uh, fucking Jesus boosted. So people can be entered to um go to the Bruins game because Winnipeg's in first place right now. Tickets aren't cheap for that game. So Thursday night, uh, I think it's a Thursday night. Yeah, yeah, Thursday night. Uh, a few days before Christmas. So there you go. Um, but yeah, make sure you send a screenshot of your at least minimum five dollar donation. Um, reply to that. Send me the screenshot, and you will be entered for the two tickets. And I will email them to you as soon as I pick the winner, whoever the winner is. And I, again, I really appreciate it, guys. It means the world to me. And I hope, you know. And obviously, Twitter's like on the verge of fucking supposedly losing. Supposedly. The, we're on the verge of fucking losing Twitter But I hope that's not the case Because I've, I've met a lot of great people I've interacted with a lot of great people From Twitter If it wasn't for Twitter I would have never met My boy Marky Mark Mr. Mark Allred uh, CEO of Black and Gold Productions He Thanks again for giving me this platform To promote everything Just to fucking get my words out Because you, you're helping me grow day by day And you're a great guy And everyone over at B&G Productions I really means the world to me that the ones who do support me and retweet everything and share everything it means the world to me and it doesn't go unnoticed and i'm truly thankful for it but with that enough of the tummy sticks i will see you guys in a few days have a great fucking weekend go bees i love you all she's in love with who i am Back in high school, I used to bust it to the dance Now I hit the FBO with duffels in my hands I did half a Zan, 13 hours till I land Had me out like a light, ayy, like a light, ayy, like a light, ayy Slept through the flight, ayy, not for the night, ayy 767, man, this shit got double bedroom, man I still got scores to settle, man I crept down the block, down the block Made a right, yeah, cut the lights, yeah Pay the price, yeah, niggas think it's sweet, on sight, yeah, nothing nice, yeah, Vegas in my eyes, Jesus Christ, yeah, checks over stripes, yeah, that's what I like, that's what we like, lost my respect, you not a